2 Thessalonians chapter 2 As to the coming of our Adon, Yahusha, Hamashiach, and our gathering together to him, we ask you, brothers, not to become easily unsettled in mind or troubled, either by spirit or by word or by letter, as if from us, as if the day of Yahuwah has come. Let no one deceive you in any way, because the falling away is to come first, and then the man of lawlessness is to be revealed, the son of destruction. As I stated in my last video, we are in a false tribulation event, the false end of days. Why is that? Why would the fallen angels put so much work to create a narrative of aliens and invest centuries of pseudoscience? First, you must understand the dynamic all of us are in. All they have planned for is our destruction, and we couldn't even begin to understand the levels of evil required. So what is the goal of the false tribulation? The Bible isn't taught in churches anymore. I don't hear a lot about Revelation, except if I search for it, and when I talk to people, they seem clueless or completely indoctrinated in false gospel. The goal is to deceive the lukewarm and uneducated believers into believing the Bible was wrong. We are going through a discrediting relay that was begun by the secret societies throughout time, and when they complete their task, a new one carries the baton, and now we have reached the benevolent cult in this final phase. If we are in a false tribulation, as I pointed out, we are to be saved by aliens. What is the fake tribulation? We have threat of nuclear war, but that isn't going to happen until the real tribulation. So what else is going to happen? Many people already believe the mandated jab is the mark. No jab, no job. No jab, no food. No jab, no travel. But it's been a little lackluster. There is a coming organized collapse of the monetary system, the collapse of the food chain. Yes, the population is under strain, and the people bending the knee taking the jab are feeling it, and it was their choice the whole time. But this has not been the tribulation-level horror. So what is going to shock the world? I'd like you to listen to a few podcasts. I've shortened them, but it's important that you listen to them. So here we go. It's very exciting to me that we can stop this damn agenda. All right, here we go. So what happened to me? I'm the remdesivir guy. I blew the whistle. Pretty much everybody says worldwide that I looked at a drug that Anthony Fauci said was proven safe and effective in two studies in May of 2020. I read the studies. They did not confirm that. The actual safety boards for those studies said it wasn't safe and it wasn't effective. It was the most deadly. And I just went into the media to tell the world he's lying to all of you. That, that was one of the first lies I realized around COVID. The hospitalized protocols or hospitalized COVID-19 patients was more deadly than the infection. So don't go there. They've set you up. They're setting you up as a death victim in the hospitals for like 30% of you. And that's what I've said. And that's what the data's proven out to be. I was asked to go on an InfoWars interview with a substitute host named Kate Daly the last week of November of 2021. She asked me if I would actually come on the show to talk about monoclonal antibodies. Remember, I'm the remdesivir guy, and I've been telling people to go seek early treatment, and there's this early treatment called monoclonal antibodies. 
that supposedly has great success. I don't really know a lot about it, but the week before, there's a doctor you're very close to, a doctor I'm very close to, who sent me six studies about monoclonal antibodies and said this, hey doc, will you just look at these? Me, the chiropractor, hey doc, will you look at these studies with me and see if you come to the same conclusion I do? In these six research studies, they declare and disclose that they're getting monoclonal antibodies derived from the cancer cells of the spleens of pigs. And I was like, um, okay, so I don't know about you, but in my InfoWars interview, I was like, look, there's these six studies that make me wonder if we shouldn't just stick with the other early treatment options like hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, budesonide. There's these monoclonal antibody studies saying they come from cancer cells. I don't know what the long-term ramifications is as a chiropractor and not a cancer specialist, but why would I inject cancerous material into your body? I don't know the long-term effects. Just pick the other stuff that doesn't cause cancer that's already working. That was basically my message in this whole hour interview. The next week, I get a text on December 1st, 2021, that changed my whole life. From a doctor I love and revere. His name is Dr. Richard Bartlett. He sends me a text on December 1st, 2021, that says, hey, Dr. Artis, if you got, by, get by, got bit by a rattlesnake, would you go to a hospital and get antivenom? And that's all he said. And I was like, of course I would, in my head. Of course I would. Why are you asking me that? It has nothing to do with COVID. That's what I thought. Uh, and so I was like, wait a minute. Richard Bartlett knows me. I'm very close to him. I, I was like, he knows something I don't know about antivenom. And he knows how my brain works and how well I research stuff. He knew I would figure it out on my own. Richard Bartlett wanted me to just recognize in a very kind, gentle push. He wanted me to recognize that in a life-saving situation, if I got bit by a rattlesnake, that I would put my faith in monoclonal antibodies to save my life called antivenom. What Richard Bartlett did not know, because I did not respond to this text, I was just like, oh my God, wait a minute. In the next like 30 minutes, Scott, literally the whole pandemic of COVID-19 like unraveled in my brain. All the things I thought I knew about the pandemic were being challenged. He didn't know that was gonna happen. He was just trying to get me to understand that you would, Dr. Artis, trust monoclonal antibodies like our patients are and like doctors around the country are using like him. And I did, I took that to heart and I was like, oh, wait a minute though. He didn't know my brain went like this. Hold up, if monoclonal antibodies work against COVID and monoclonal antibodies most often is antivenom to snake bites, why is it working against COVID? Why are monoclonal antibodies working 100% of the time almost to COVID? I mean, you have to understand, two years, Scott, two years, we have had people on stages at Bard's Fest going like this, why are all these fact checkers fact checking away from the truth that we're telling? Like they're pissed, right? Doctors, scientists, they're like, why are these fact checkers always like trying to spin the truth to some other narrative? And they all say, the media is controlled. This is what they all say. You know what's amazing right now? I have people in the same movement right now going like this. Nope, nope, it's not snakes, it's not snake venom. And I'm like, but you said for two years that fact checkers, their job is to take truths and spin it back to a narrative, a false narrative they want you to look at. They did it for months, <laughs> from January through March, April, May of 2020. It was one fact-checking story after another to just look at bats, until all of you were just looking at bats. Pierre Corey, uh, Paul Merrick, who have been influential in saving millions of lives around the world and have been bold about it. 
have talked about consistently since May of 2020 that corticosteroids, they need to be allowed to use more than what they're allowing them to use because they found it was successfully treating COVID-19 patients. I had no idea. I had to just look the stuff up. I was like, are they telling Corey that he can't use corticosteroids possibly because it's effective at inhibiting the toxic side effects of venom from snakes? There's tons of research articles about that. And I was like, oh my God, what about NAC, for example, the supplement, N-acetylcysteine, that the FDA in the beginning of the pandemic said no other supplements companies could sell this anymore, even though they've been selling it for 70 years. I was like, did they say that because they know NAC is protective or inhibitory to snake venom? There's research studies for decades that show that N-acetylcysteine actually stops the blood clotting effects of snake venom bites. Snake venom enzyme is called phospholipase A2, and they are finding this in COVID-19 patients. It was first ever discovered in King Cobra venom people. So they're finding it in COVID and making it the biomarker for people dying. So I just, I was going one thing after another going, could it possibly be that all people are looking at a bat virus or a virus in general? And what if it's really just venom that they've either weaponized and put on a virus like people said, the spike protein, which they say gain of function testing was put on a virus by Ralph Barrick at UNC Chapel Hill. Maybe he did, I don't know. But if he did, it doesn't matter. The snake venom is the weapon. The venom is the weapon. I don't care if it's in water. I don't care if it's in the air. It doesn't matter. There's only three things all human beings around the world have in common they do every day. They have to breathe air, drink water, and eat food. If you wanna poison the whole planet, you're either gonna do it through the air, through the water, or their food. How bizarre is it that they could weaponize and aerosolize snake venom possibly? What if they're just doing it in the water? Like what if they're just targeting cities with water? Just so you know, Scott, I still think that. I still think that's what they're doing. And it's been amazing to watch water system experts who have written books over the last 15 years about how the upcoming pandemics will be orchestrated through the water systems all around the world. And they've exposed that there's main water lines through every city in America with a parallel secondary water line that has check valves in it that can be automatically controlled to deliver toxins, pathogens to a house, one single house in a neighborhood. All of that is set up. They can target a house, a neighborhood, a community, a church, a mall, and they can just do it at a distance and just deliver anything they want through there. People have written books about this and have declared and warned people in Switzerland's government, American's government, you guys are setting up a possible pandemic to be delivered through water systems. Everyone needs to look at COVID-19 as if it's Covenum 19 Like, that's what I call it now. I'm like, once you put on this lens, you can't take it off. There's nothing about COVID-19, the vaccine injuries, the actual hospital protocols called remdesivir. There's almost nothing that can't be explained when you look at it as snake venom. Everyone in the first year of the pandemic was like, this is not normal for a virus. We've never seen a virus do this ever. But now two years later that people have talked about it for two years, it's now becoming this accepted reality as a side effect to a COVID virus. It is not normal. It's never been normal. All I did was go like this. Is there a side effect of snake venom that makes people lose their taste of taste of taste and smell? Scott, it's on the NIH's website, on Anthony Fauci's website. It's on his website that if you get bit by a viper and you treat the snake bite, like treat it and you leave and you're okay and you live. They said there, it says that there's this lingering side effect 
to snake venom that can cause a loss of taste and smell that can last for months and even longer than a year. Did you know that? No, that's fantastic. No, it's fantastic. And all of a sudden you're like, oh my God, the research, the geneticist, not Dr. Artis, in January of 2020 and separately in France in April of 2020, they said the spike protein was most like snake venom from two vipers, King Cobra and the crate snake, not bats. Notice on the NIH, there's no mention that the loss of taste and smell comes from bat bites. You wanna know why? It doesn't exist, just so you know. It's not what it is. It's venom, the hair loss with COVID. There's Facebook groups all over the world. We're getting, we're losing our hair. That is a side effect of snake venom. And ask me if I care about my reputation enough to find out that it's not in the water. I could care less. They're killing you with venom and making you sick. I don't care if it's in the air or in the water. That's what they're using. Look at the side effects. That's what it is. I don't know how they're getting it inside of you. The masterminds figured it out. I'm not a terrorist. I'm not a biological weapons specialist. I'm not a bioterrorist. But there's enough bad people out there who know what in the world they're doing and they're using venom to do it. That I am 100% certain of. I absolutely agree that the synthetic snake venom peptides completely explain the lunacy of the COVID situation. It checks every single box. I've listened to a few of Dr. Artis's reports on this topic, so if you want a complete update, then search his name. Use Start Page as your search engine. It seems to be the last good search engine available. It's not just that people have genetically altered their body to produce this snake venom peptide. If you weren't injected with a saline solution, then just having your body genetically altered to produce the synthetic snake venom peptides and what that would do to the people and animals around you isn't the worst thing that could happen. Not all jabs were equal. Some were very different. This is from the podcast The Health Ranger Report. Attorney Todd Callender had this to say, and he has backed it up too with evidence. Hey, you know, thinking of zombies here, there was an interview last week that you got it. I got to play a couple of minutes for you on this. It was with Jeffrey Prather and his guest. Okay, the guest name is Attorney Todd Callender. And also uh, Lieutenant Colonel Doc uh, Chambers, who, who's not actually speaking in this, uh, who, who I met in person, by the way. Uh, but Attorney Todd Callender has some truly shocking information to share with you here about zombies. And also about what's, what he believes is going to happen with the 5G activation of, well, as he describes it, another bioweapon that's already been injected into people via the so-called vaccines. Now, he's being interviewed by Jeffrey Prather. So I'm going to play for you a little over three minutes. This is really critical to hear these roughly three minutes. You're going to hear from Jeffrey Prather first for about 30 seconds, followed by attorney Todd Callender for a little over two minutes. And then I'll come back and give you my analysis of what he is saying and, and what this means. So let's go ahead and roll that. The bioweapon was engineered as a PSYOP and as an economic battle weapon, COVID, 
for the jab uh, to be brought in, not the other way around. And then the boosters are boosting the operating system yep. with the graphene oxide hydroxide through uh, the vectors of the 5G and, and um, directed energy weapons do, but they are going to go into that in detail. And from there, I will turn it over to you to start, Todd. We know that Marburg is not particularly contagious, but it has an extraordinarily high rate um, of fatality. And we know the mechanism by which this will be released. And that is inside of these shots that people already received, inside the lipid nanoparticles, the hydrogel, there exists pathogens inside of the particles that have not yet opened. Those pathogens are chimeric. They include E. coli Marburg, Ebola staphylococcus, and brewer's yeast, amongst others. We know that upon the broadcast from the 5G system that is now employed across the United States and the world for that matter, um, when they broadcast an 18 gigahertz signal uh, for one minute, three different times as a pulse, it will cause those lipid nanoparticles to swell and release these pathogenic contents, thereby causing a Marburg epidemic that they've already spent the money on. They've already, it's already done, right? The Marburg epidemic for purposes of the law has happened and now we just need the actual uh, disaster to happen. And, and there's actually worse parts to it than that, including the 1P36 gene deletion that effectively will turn those poor people into zombies. As odd as that sounds, our government's preparing for that. But the FEMA have already put out zombie commercials uh, and yep. CONOPS on that, correct? That's correct. If you look at CONPLAN 8888, STRATCOM put that out in 2011. On page two, they say, oh, this is just for examples, just for demonstration. You know, don't don't worry about it. So we don't offend other countries. The problem with that is you look through that con plan, it's all about five different types of zombies. There isn't anything in there about opposition forces. There isn't anything about winning political battles or counterinsurgencies. It is only about a zombie apocalypse defending it. And you will see that every NIMS compliant, practically agency or, or whether that's state, uh, local or federal, has already had their zombie apocalypse preparedness training. They've already done their practice. The CDC has had a zombie apocalypse preparedness website up for the last five years. Now they've reduced it to a PDF cartoon. Even in the Amazon Web Services contract, the force majeure clause, I believe it's Article 41, states that we're not liable for damages in case there's a zombie apocalypse. This is coming, folks. And, and the serious adverse event report Pfizer put out post-marketing. They, they had put out as part of a FOIA. The number one serious adverse event was the 1P36 gene deletion. You look up the symptomology for that, it is the elimination of the frontal cortex and a propensity to bite. What's very odd about this is this was the symptom post-vaccination. That disease is a congenital disease. It means you're born with it. So how is it then possible that this is the number one serious adverse event from the Pfizer shots? So, wow, pretty pretty shocking information and I do want to talk more with attorney Todd Callender because I think his message is really critical I've got a lot of questions for uh, Mr. Callender on this but to summarize what he is saying is that he believes and, and he has a lot of supporting documents for this as well this isn't just some belief out of thin air he has come to this conclusion rationally based on documentation and evidence. And he believes that there will be a 5G activation of chimeric Marburg viral components that have been sort of prepositioned in people's bodies using the COVID vaccine through the mRNA gene alteration technology. 
and that this the these Marburg components, which is an you know a hemorrhagic fever biological weapon, and it could be just a payload component of what was injected. It doesn't have to be all of Marburg. It could just be the the parts that make you bleed out and everything. But he believes that there will be an 18 megahertz broadcast from the 5G cell towers. Did he say one minute each? A series of three uh, broadcasts at that frequency. And he says that will rupture the cells that are already being engineered in your body with the Marburg components. And then when those cells rupture, that will essentially release the chimeric payload of, you know, well toxic nanoparticles and proteins, bioweapons in essence, inside the bodies of those people who have been vaccinated. So he's saying there will be a moment where the, there'll be a, a you know a broadcast from the 5G towers and then boom, everybody who's been vaccinated or most would suddenly be overwhelmed with Marburg, you know, symptoms uh, stemming from the, the nanoparticles. And he specifically talks about the 1P36 gene deletion. Now, I'm, if you start digging into 1P36 gene deletion, this is freaky stuff. And, and I'm, I'm going to say that I, I don't know all the details that Todd Callender knows. I would love to interview him and ask him some more questions. So I'm not yet convinced that this is all absolutely going to happen, but it is feasible. It is plausible. This is not science fiction anymore. This is absolutely a plausible theory, which would explain why they're using mRNA gene alteration technology to to alter your chromosomes. This is through transfection in the cell nuclei to change your genetic code to cause your body to churn out what are essentially alien proteins or alien to the human body, which could include these chimeric uh, Marburg or, or other types of payloads. But one of the effects of this, as Todd Callender is explaining, is the 1P36 gene deletion. And this is a known medical problem. What happens if someone is born without the 1P36 gene? And you can even go onto mainstream websites. For example, I'm looking at Medline Plus. Trusted health information for you. It's medlineplus.gov. Okay, this is a government website from the National Library of Medicine. And you can just go to any search engine and search for 1P36 deletion syndrome. Okay, and 1P36 is all together. No spaces or dashes or anything. And let's see what Medline Plus says this is. Remember, trusted health information from the government. And, and remember, this is in the context of what... Attorney Todd Callender is saying will be a zombie apocalypse. So here's the description of 1P36 deletion syndrome. It says it is a disorder that causes severe intellectual disability. Most affected individuals do not speak or speak only a few words. They may have temper tantrums, bite themselves, or exhibit other behavior problems. Most have structural abnormalities of the brain. And seizures occur in more than half of individuals with this disorder. Affected individuals usually have weak muscle tone and swallowing difficulties. They often have a small head that is also unusually short and wide in proportion to its size. Uh, Microbrachycephaly. Yeah, okay. 
Affected individuals also have distinctive facial, facial features, including deep-set eyes with straight eyebrows, a sunken appearance of the middle of the face, a broad, flat nose, a long area between the nose and mouth, a pointed chin, and ears that are low-set, rotated backwards, and abnormally shaped. And you're thinking, what? I've never heard of this before. But they're describing people who lose their intellectual capability and start biting themselves and have aggression and behavior problems and temper tantrums and deep set eyes and like that the physical structure reflects this gene deletion. Now that appears to be a description of what most people would, at least in, in pop culture or fantasy culture, they would ascribe that to a quote zombie. If this is the first time you've heard this, then you're going to have a hard time with zombies. How could this chimeric payload exist? If it is activated, it won't be an immediate change. It will have a slow effect on a person, and they would change over a period of time. I don't know how fast, it's just that it won't happen overnight. So if people start behaving odd and out of character angry, then keep an eye on them. The bottom line is this, it's about feeding the population with fear so the aliens can save you. It doesn't matter what side you are on, we are all cannon fodder. In the end, you will be funneled to two options, and this is where the great falling away will come from, and where the Antichrist hits the stage and the countdown begins. It's just a matter of when at this point. If you haven't yet realized the reality we are in, and you want to begin to understand this realm without man's interference, then it's time to ask for it from the one who has been here the whole time and wants you to make the choice to come home. My dearest Elohim, I am truly sorry for forsaking you. Please forgive me, Elohim. Come into my heart and wash me and cleanse me. Set me free. Yahusha, thank you that you died for me. I believe that you are risen from the dead and that you are coming back for me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Give me a passion for the lost, a hunger for things you cherish, and a holy boldness to preach the gospel of Yahusha. I am saved. I am born again. I am forgiven and I'm on my way to be with you because I have you in my heart. Walk with the understanding that people have been fooled. Pray for them and be ready to show them the truth when they are ready. Keep studying and reading the Bible and if it helps, download the information from the library in the link in the description and share this channel and this message. May Elohim Baruch you.